guys, we're back. I'm feeling like a, a curd who's been displaced. <laughs> oh my god. And well, here it's we not go. it's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> really. Okay. I shouldn't even say that cuz that's a horrible analogy. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're back, and you know, this is a happy fall. Happy fall. Happy 10th um, debate, Democratic debate to oh, you tonight. Jesus Christ. Happy Yankees. What are we, 2-1? Uh, uh, tied up? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're tied up. Okay. Are we tied up? Yeah, know. we're tied up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonight's game three. Happy, if I could just mention for a second, my son Lucian Dixon ran his very first marathon the other day. He ran in the Chicago Marathon. Yes, I get to brag about this Shout shit. Shout out to Lucian. Three minutes, 25 seconds, and... Three hours, 25 minutes, and two seconds, which is really good for a first time. So, yay. That's another good thing I've done as a parent. I didn't get him braces, but I, he's a good runner. He's a good runner. So, he's a, so yay. Today. Today. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced its nominees for the Hall Class of 2020. And luckily for you, Courtney, you have somebody in the room who can speak on this? Yeah. Unlike everything else we talk about, I actually can speak on this with authority. Okay. And that is because you might know me from my career as an actual writer, but I have been a voting a voting member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for maybe about 15 years. Mm-hmm. But I have been on the nominating committee for about four years, and I have been cleared to talk about this. Great. Because I asked, well, I haven't officially been cleared. I was just asked. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I called somebody up, but they just said, don't talk about it until the nominations are out, because what right. are they going to do? Because basically, it's like Opus Day. Right. It's like Fight Club. Mm-hmm. What goes on at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. nominating committee? stays in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominating committee. But anyway, it's really cool. I already just want to start out that I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. For and I think they made a decision. I had to go early, cause I, well, early-ish, because I had to go teach. Yeah. And I, I feel like I don't remember Dave Matthews being on the ballot, but that's a whole nother discussion. I was just like, okay. Well, why don't you, you know, tell people who are on the ballot first? Okay, read let's off go. Who's on okay. the ballot. So on the ballot this year, now listen, there's some people that I feel like... This is is just, we're just reading, then we'll yeah. rip them to shreds. Pat Benatar. Love is Legend. a battlefield. No, well... Even, no, come on, before I I know, I know, I'm just Dave saying. Dave Matthews Band, the Doobie Brothers, Motorhead, Notorious B.I.G., Soundgarden, T-Rex, Finn Lizzy, Whitney Houston, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Shaka Khan, Rufus Shaka Khan, Todd Rundgren. Okay. I nominated Shaka Khan, but that doesn't really mean anything because she's been nominated before. But I just figured I'd say it again. Three previous nominations. It is amazing to me that Rufus featuring Shaka Khan did not have not in there. Okay, I have to say, it's amazing to me that Eurythmics still have not made it back on the ballot, and they should have been a first. Okay, I will say one thing, and this is not to shut the conversation down because Mm -hmm. then we'll be having forty-five minutes of blank air, (laughs) but. The I can't believe and why isn't part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. is it, it's it's either the world's greatest parlor game or it's enough to it's like I can't believe that I am not fucking rich and have men dropping to the floor. Yeah, but that's they it, see but this me. is supposed to be a room full of music historians, it music is. executives, it music is. writers. It is so, fans, musicians themselves. Yeah. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Um, with the exception of one or two people whose names I will not mention because I have to see them again next year, right. everybody who nominated, every nomination that came up yeah. was, was, there was, you could sit there and go, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, right. Not even a question. Right. You know, nobody's nominating Terry fucking Jacks. Right. Though I was tempted, just as a joke. <laughs> and then I heard that somebody actually did, like, a paper on him at, like, the experience, the pop seminar every year. And I was like, right. So there's not anybody coming up where it's like, you must be kidding me. Right. Okay? And there is a real dedication to try... You know, you're walking a fine line in defense because you want to, on one hand, honor people who have come before because there's a huge bunch of people Absolutely. a huge and I'm talking about yes. going back to the 50s Absolutely. who have not been acknowledged and the problem is is the further you get away from that the less likely you are to remember 
It's like us with the Constitution. There's a whole generation of people who don't realize that we have separation of powers, but that's a whole nother Well, no, the, people think the Constitution is one amendment, the second. Right. Like, the, the Constitution and the is... the first. The first right. and the second. All right, but anyway... Well, they're so, kind of skittish on that first, Yeah. okay. Yeah, that's, yes. <laughs> that's a whole other that's conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. But the problem is, and so, and then you also want to, to appeal... Okay, listen. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a nonprofit. It's an organization. It's right. a museum. Right. Okay. That it is. It's also a show. Yeah, that it is. And it used to be a show back in the day before I was a voter, or maybe before I was like where they were just like at the Waldorf and like for years Wee-haw! it was at the Waldorf. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Now it's an actual show. So yeah. they're not that that's being taken into consideration in the room. It is not. People are nominating who they want to nominate, absolutely. and people put a tremendous amount of thought into it. And it is like so the highlight you, of my year. So when you go to nom- when you nominate somebody, are you giving like a sort of speech? Are yeah, you, you give giving a little your, spiel. You say, give a little this spiel. Is this person, and this is why we're supposed. Yeah, you give a little spiel. Yeah, I mean, okay. basically the idea is that you're selling it. I mean, you're selling it. You're explaining why this person matters. Right. Okay. I mean, you don't have to sell if, if the Beatles were to come up. And, you know, obviously right. they're in, but you don't have to do that, but you're selling it. Right. Um, and um, like I said, there's never been anybody nominated. I might not like them. I might say they shouldn't be. Like, I take it really seriously. I take it when I was just a voter. I would take it like influences. So for me, for instance, and they agreed... The Beastie Boys could not be in before Run DMC. And the Beastie Boys said as much. They would not allow themselves to be inducted. So it's influences. I get that. So for me, as like as much as I think Whitney deserves to be in there, her fucking biggest hit, her second biggest hit, was a Shaka Khan song. So you're going to... And the first biggest was a Dolly Parton song. Right, but that's that's neither here. What I'm saying no. is they're right up against each other. And the problem is, like most niche music, which black music is still considered, which hip-hop is still considered, it's like, oh, we can only have one. So, but I will say it's like the most fun of all. There is Dolly are, Parton in the Hall of Fame? I don't think... The country is a weird area because country has a country music Hall of Fame. Yes, they do. So there is a real... You know, it's not like she's never been acknowledged. There are country artists who have come up. I mean, is Amy Lou Harris a, a strict... Co- is Graham Parsons comes up? Right. I will say this. Okay, so I love it. It's my favorite day of the year. Um, you get to see people you're really happy to see. You get to see people who fired you from jobs years ago, but that's a whole other conversation. Right, right. And... Okay, I've told you my Dave Grohl story, the whole Dave Grohl story. Yes. Okay, well, I'll say it again because it's so great. Okay, so obviously I love Nirvana. Nirvana's a great group. I think he's a really great musician. I like not all the Foo Fighters, but some of the Foo Fighters. But when I used to vote every year, in the back of my mind, joking around, go, okay, what's the one group that Dave Grohl (laughs) will not be able to get on stage with? Because bless his heart. Right. But I was like, oh, I'm so tired of it. And then I met him. And he's like the mayor of Nicetown. He's a really nice guy. And he's tall. And a real... And knowledgeable. Yeah, 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 smart. Smart Smart and nice, and so I feel really bad. No, it's it's, it's really interesting when when there are people like that that you kind of, because I have a couple of people like that that I've always been like, uh, 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 then you meet them. And you're like, oh my God. You're like the nicest person on the planet. Like the nicest person (laughs) on the planet. Like, like, how did this happen? Like, oh shit. I I take back everything I I ever said. 15 years, years. and now I'm sitting here like, shit, you're like really nice. Oh no, so nice. Like, hug and kiss and happy to see you and listening to you. And And then there's some, I'm like, if you fell down those stairs, I wouldn't be upset. But you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah, those are, yeah, those. (laughs) But anyway, so I. So, what do you think of this list? Okay, first off, there's a lot of dead people on this list. Okay. No, I'm being serious. From a staging produ- right. site, it's like Jeez. you don't want dead, literally dead air. Right, true. Okay. okay. I think it's kind of a bummer. I hate and, you so much. No, you don't. You love me. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a bummer, and it was mentioned right. that Biggie is nominated and will probably get in not in Brooklyn this year. The ceremony is being it's held going in back Cleveland. To, to, yeah, it's going so back that's kind of a bummer right, because yeah. he really, you know, he is Brooklyn, you know. I just hope it's the, if he gets in, which I'm pretty sure he will get in. I think so. I hope it's his mom and his kids who accept the And not award. Puffy? I mean, you know. Yeah, well, you know, when you have somebody killed, you shouldn't accept the uh, award. Okay, no. <laughs> I mean, allegedly. Listen. Allegedly! Okay, listen. listen. As long as Suge Knight are, doesn't accept it. No, 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 we go. Okay. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I didn't say kill. Uh, instru- nah, Jeez, I'll just uh, drop that whole thing. Okay, so who do I... Okay, I'll tell you the ones that... This show's so inappropriate. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> so I inappropriate. just came from work. Let me tell you the ones that I'm like, you must be kidding me. Yeah. Okay? No, let's talk about Whitney Houston. 
All right, let's talk about what, what, Whitney. What do you think about a Whitney Houston nomination? Because I was having a debate, a conversation with someone this morning who was like, the she, who, it was like, but she didn't write, she didn't produce anything. That doesn't mean It's anything. like, should she just get that in because she was a great anything. singer? And that I'm doesn't like, mean well, anything. Neither I'm like, but she made an impact. Like, to me, I was like, I see both sides of that, but I'm like, No, writing and producing doesn't mean anything because if that were the case, there all the early girl groups wouldn't be yes, in. Yes, but you have to let me finish my point. Okay. So my point is, I think that her voice just set a standard for voices. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And yes, she did not write anything, and she didn't produce her records. But there's a whole generation of people who were influenced by that voice. And she Whitneyized you know? any song she took Absolutely. on. I mean, as I love Dolly Parton's version of yes, I Will Always so Love You. It's amazing. But it, it, it's very rare that you can have one song, two different artists, and they're both equally as important. And, and completely I'm every woman. Yeah. I love both now, versions. Now, you think about that, right? You would never think, who's going to take on a Shocker Khan song? And who's going to take on her iconic I'm Every Woman? Right. Then here comes Whitney Houston, and we're all like, oh. Oh, it's your song now, <laughs> too. Oh, oh, and then you're going to name check Shaka Khan in the song? And bring her in the, the video? Got it. Right. No, yeah. I think with Whitney, you know, the thing with Whitney is that she was the best pure singer of her generation. Absolutely. Okay. Whitney's problem with critics was that she was almost too good. Well, it was very pop. Remember, black yes. people from those first two albums oh, were remember really she was booed at the Soul Train Awards? <laughs> I forgot about that. She was booed at because the Soul Train Because they thought, she was you have white. that voice, and these songs are swinging so pop. Yeah. That it was really hard for people to reconcile. That wasn't that, her that's, fault. But that's how I'm, the I'm Your Baby Tonight album came. Right. Became, that's not came her along. fault, yeah. though. I mean, that, that was Clive, her, you know, that's that's Clive, Clive Davis. And yeah. listen... Shout out to Clive. He knew what he was doing. He was yeah. like, it was like when I, you know, working with Matthew. Matthew Knowles understood that for Destiny's Child and to set them up for all of their solo careers right. to really be huge, that pop, a pop audience was really important. He was always like, what is the pop number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the, because Sound he knew, young what, America, because he knew doing that, he could launch all of those girls and and they could they could go on to do different things because they had that pop. All right. Well, yeah. I don't want to. But yeah. the thing with Whitney, I think Whitney is the line in the sand now. I think now that Janet it's in, the idea is okay. We're no longer going to be like ridiculous about this rock and roll. It's going to be rock and roll. Whitney is a pure pop R&B singer. She is. There were two dominant voices, in my opinion, in the late '80s, '90s. It was Whitney and Mariah. Full stop. And I think the fact that she didn't write is inconsequential because there are tons of artists in this in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who write. didn't write, who didn't produce, and it doesn't make them any less impactful. That said, I don't know if she will get in, but I think she deserves to get in. I'll tell you, I think she'll get in. I think the MC5 I, has to get in. This is ridiculous. But it's been four times. I know, but I'm just saying it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I could care less about the Dave Matthews band. I really could. But you know, it's some weird shit because they'll they'll like, get in. They'll get in because and the fans vote too. Keep in mind the and, fans are the ones who. And the one thing I will give the Dave Matthews band. I've never been into their music, never. but they have a fan base that will show. Up. Yeah, whatever. So did Hitler. Yeah, but no, but that's it's a different. <laughs> oh my god, thing. I take that back. Okay, Dave Matthews is a very nice but, guy, but yeah, I don't care. But, but it's a, it's a different thing, and I think even I a lot know. of those voters they like Dave. They like him as a person. Okay, I'll tell you, you know? who I do not think should be in. Okay, Doobie Brothers. No, but they were impactful for who they are. Yeah, for who they are. But look, for who they are. And look what we're talking about. Look at what we're I'm talking about. I'm just saying, about. Doobie Brothers to me didn't. You don't hear any band today that's, that is refer, references the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, but we're talking Michael McDonald. You know. He does never done anything for me. Okay. <laughs> never. I, I mean, mean, he's good, but I, You don't okay. like a white man with a salt and pepper beard who sings soulfully into a I like a, No, I do. Soundgarden, I think, deserves to be in. Okay, okay. But I mean, I and there's huge, also I was never a huge. Sound but they, I mean, but again, they also love them and Chris Cornell. I feel like all of the people who are died of tragic circumstances are going to get in this year. I do. I think it's one of those things. Hmm. I think they celebrate people like that once they die. They will give it to B.I.G. Well, B.I.G., in Whitney his Houston, defense, no, B.I.G. is the first year he's eligible. And, and he's going to get in. Yeah, I think so. Whitney Houston will get in. I think and so. And I believe Soundgarden will get yes, in. Yes, and also, he, they were the first grunge band. And they want to celebrate those people who kind of left us And they were soon. a great band. And, yeah. I think Thin Lizzy deserves to be in. Okay, yeah, I can see because that. Because um, black people. Yeah. No, I'm fucking serious. 
why the only fine. black people it, but, why are we making it that only black people do R&B and hip hop this is very true and he's dead too so yeah. that's good yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Motorhead I mm. love Lemmy mm-hmm. there is a, a sparsity of heavy metal in that in right. the rock and roll mm-hmm. Judas Priest wouldn't know Judas Priest if they fell on me but I've heard they're good Kraftwerk to me are you kidding me what are you kidding me? Yeah, I feel like there is you know, no nothing without craft work. Do you know to me who is the most deserving person on this this list? Me? Pat Benatar. Well, Pat and Neil, because Neil is also who's been Neil? Nominated. Oh, the husband. Her, yeah, but he's he's not nominated. Yes, he is nominated. No, it's with just him. him. No, 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 no. You vote, honey. You didn't read to see who was listed with Pat. To, no, she, he'll get in, but she's the nominee. Yeah, but the, but he comes up there because I read. He, I know he's hot. He's part of her band, so he will be. I know, no, no. I'm saying, be, but the nominee, but he will be in as well. He's hot. You know Very what I mean? Looking. So he will be in. They've listed her and him. As, she belongs in for two, for me for two songs. Her version of Wuthering Heights, I think, is fucking killer. Great. And we belong. That's great. But listen, I feel like those first. Four albums of her, a pure genius, and Pat Benatar oh. was one of the lone female rockers out there playing big arenas. And okay, and who else? You out. know who else needs to be in in the worst way? Mm-hmm. Todd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Innovative. Yeah. Produced some of the greatest. Come on, produced amazing artists. Produced the New York Dolls. Produced Hall and Oates. Gave Hall and Oates that Philly soul sound. His singles are great. The fact that he's a weirdo really shouldn't play into it. Here are the two bands I could care less about. Guess the two bands that I could care less about. Just guess. Knowing you, me. Depeche Mode. Oh God, could care less. <laughs> and who else is on this list? Let's see. Dep- Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, could what, what care even less. Well, the crazy thing about Nine Inch Nails is. They've had so many different iterations of the band that the only person listed is... So if, if he gets in, it'll just be Trip and nobody else. Oh, really? Yeah. I could there's a whole list. You see all the list yeah, of all the yeah, other yeah. people with Trip I just Trip. I could care less about them. Uh, irritating, but I will... Uh, but it's funny because he had always been like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, I don't want to be part of it, it's bullshit. They all and then, say that. No, so. no, no, wait. Last year mm-hmm. at the set, which I was at, he inducted The Cure and on stage mm-hmm. he said you know I used to think this was bullshit but now I understand it and it's like ka-ching baby you, you know right okay but Depeche Mode never meant anything to me because I'm too old I like Depeche Mode I know I know I everybody likes Depeche Mode but they don't mean anything no, to me no the thing is I they're, they're definitely so I just think of college when I think of the yeah Mode, I went to college you know? when I was in my 40s so I totally like, don't yeah, think so of them at all I think to of Depeche me, Mode and that whole moment and I need Pet Shop Boys before yeah, Depeche yeah, yeah, Mode yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway I think it's going to be interesting it's always fun. Um, I'm always, like I said, I take my vote very seriously. Um, it's the highlight of my year. Seriously. And that just speaks volumes to how sad my life is. But when I, when I look at this list... They have I, really good sandwiches. Yeah, when, I, when I look at this list and I start, it makes me really start to think about artists that I feel like are important that people don't talk about yes. enough. And they feel a little undersung. That's a brilliant. A you have been practicing you know, your segues in uh, front of the listen, mirror. I, you know, I like, am impressed with you. I've been you standing court. in front of the mirror. What's your middle name? Michael? I, I, Is your middle name Michael? Uh, it's Montgomery. Oh. <laughs> Courtney Montgomery. Courtney Andy? Montgomery. Why Anderson. are you a soap opera you know actor? Oh my God. Were well, you like, named after Jack Montgomery? You was know. your mother an all my children fan? <laughs> yeah. My mother was an all my children fan, actually. <laughs> um, but it, it, it made me start to think a lot about people like Luther Vandross. Oh. You know, and I think about his name never coming up, or or even in today's conversation. I think the conversation. Yeah. I think honestly, and then we'll. To, I think that the tide is turning in terms of people's con. I think that it's not that far off with Luther. No, but here's here's my point. When today's modern R and B conversations, or even black music conversations, right. for some reason, no one ever brings up Luther Vandross. And when I think of his voice. Mm. No one to this day mm. sounds like a Luther Vandross. Nobody. All of these young dudes, it's, and there's some of them who can sing. They all have the same. No, they're voice. all. All the young guys are going for either a, some kind of R. Kelly or a Stevie-ish. Raphael is definitely a right. stand. He's not a young guy in the game right. anymore. But they're definitely taking. Well, because all the young guys singing today, with the exceptions of a Sean Patterson mm-hmm. or people. Um, who, not that he is old, but I don't consider him a newbie. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Courtney, I have to. I wish you were. Courtney. Wait, 
Courtney is drinking water out of a mason jar with a wooden straw. It's and a bamboo had, straw. <laughs> that's wood. I'm trying to it's save. Wood. I'm trying and to save the motherfucking misenvironment. They had the audacity to accuse me of being too white when I asked him if he could like tone down the incense because my <laughs> allergies are kicking. He is sitting here sucking water through wood. Let like a fucking woodchuck. Save the planet, plant a tree. All right, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> no, let's go back getting back. back. <laughs> but what I'm saying yeah. is that the reference for singing today yes. is, is hip-hop. They, 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 it's a hip hop yeah, generation. Yeah, a it's bit. more of it. So the the phraseology is hip hop. The beats are hip hop. There's a guy coming on or a girl coming on. So that you know, it's which is it's not bad. But Luther, like Whitney, but Luther was coming out of. It, it's when your references are girl groups and Aretha right. and the bigger than life female, mainly black, or Barbara Streisand. Who he sang background. Right. Or, yeah. or commercials, doing yeah, jingles, jingles and commercials. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a very different mentality towards making your music than yeah. if your references, let's get high in the studio and, and bring in a beat and bring in a. Now, he's to me totally, no pun intended, undersung, underappreciated. So good. So good. I mean, and you think about all of those levels, right? Do you like Fat or Thin Luther better? Um, I loved, probably I would probably say Chubby at the beginning of his career, Chubby. Luther. Never too because much, Luther? Right before, even before that, the Change album, uh, The Glow of Love. Glow of Love the glow is the of best love song. is just like... Perfect, right? It is perfection. Perfection. It's not it a bad moment. Per and surging, surging. Yeah, perfect. Mean, he just sounds so good. And then you go into... He's supposed to do the second change album. Right. They don't want to pay him as much as he wants. He leaves and then puts out his debut album, mm-hmm. which is a hit, Never Too Much, which is just a brilliant album. And it's top a, I mean, it is bottom. like, I, you put, I'm sorry, Never Too Much is a seamless, there is not, they could give seminars on that song. Absolutely. Like, here's a TED Talk on how to write an incredible song. Absolutely. And the, and the, sh- and see, he understood, he understood just phrasing, he understood. He was, a background he was he understood a student. Where the where the music should come and what should happen here, what should happen there. He was a stickler well, for it. He I was think, amazing. I think also because he was coming out of a very commercial, still coming out of that tin pan, you know, alley, the right, you know, the New York City kind of thing, where it was a business in a lot of ways, Absolutely. in in a good sense, and so you had to be economical with what you did. You yeah. didn't have. It, there wasn't that kind of money. You couldn't sit there in the studio and dick around all day. Don't no. you have some crazy Luther? Oh, my God, my Luther story. Okay, first off, I have to tell you something really funny. I went to a wedding a million years ago of someone that we both know, so I won't say who it is. Uh-huh. And it was a lovely wedding, but um, they had the they were both, like, Christians. Right. So there was no, like, a Christian. <laughs> like, it was a dry wedding. Right. And Oh, really? Yeah, mm. and one of our mutual friends didn't uh-huh. go knowing it was a dry wedding. But And, and they were tailgating. It was ridiculous. <laughs> But anyway, so at one point they had dancing, but it was Christian dancing. So only married couples. Cr- they weren't allowed to. I, Wait, I, I felt like I was having. A, Wait a minute. No, I felt like I was at one of those BET Sunday morning gospel ceremonies. Sunday best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were doing like that Christian mummer shans dancing with the hands. Oh, the mime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking great. I'm telling you, as a white person, I was like. I'm done. I never have to celebrate Black History Month again because I am, this is insane. But it was Christian dancing, so you couldn't dance with each other unless you were married. So the person that I was with was my boyfriend. He was not, well, even that was negligible. But we were not married. And so they're playing music and it's fine. And said boyfriend looks and he goes, what kind of black wedding is this? They're not playing Luther. (laughs) Right. And he had just died. Real talk. That's the thing. You're not playing Atlantic Star and you're not playing Luther? (laughs) You have not been married. I'm sorry. This married is not... This marriage... Okay, so Luther. So in 19... I want to say... Four, five, something. I had a career at that point. And I was writing for Entertainment Weekly and he was about to drop um, the Power of Love record. Okay. Which was seriously being positioned to cross over. Because the thing with Luther, like a lot of mainstream black artists like Gerald LeVert... Um, they could, like Donald Trump, could shoot a man on Fifth Avenue and nobody would care. Right. Black people would fucking lose their shit. But white people would be like, who's that man eating a sandwich, shooting people? They didn't know who Luther was. They didn't care who Luther was. So this was a record specifically tailored, but it didn't really sound that much different. It was just a little poppier. Anyway, so yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah. a little poppier. So Entertainment Weekly sends me out to L.A. to interview 
And they want me to kind, it's a feature, right? They want me to kind of sort of ascertain whether he's gay or not. Oh, yeah, that was that Which, moment. you know, I mean, I think it was like, you know, like, Barry, like, really? Okay, sure, yeah, he is. What does it matter? But whatever. So I just remember, like, I go to his, okay, so I go to his house. He lives in Beverly Hills. It's mm-hmm. exactly as you think it would be. Oh. It's stunning. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a movie theater where him and Elton hang out, and, and, and there's, like, David Hockney's on the wall everywhere, and there's a pool, and it's fabulous. And my friends are like, you guys steal something from there. I'm like, there was like, what am I, I going to steal? Anyway, so he comes in. He had researched me. He had oh, looked really? up past yeah, articles of mine. See, that? that's a good old. And he was impressed that, you know, and he was very nice and stuff like that. But, you know, there was no point in the conversation. I'd go, so, Luther, top, bottom, what's what's the deal? (laughs) You would have been escorted right on out. Right out. I wouldn't even got. But so anyway, and they were giving him the key to the city the next day. Mm -hmm. So I go to the event and at the event, and he was super nice. At the event. Okay, you'll love this. Mm -hmm. At the event, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this guy comes over to me, and I'm like, and he starts like, blah, 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 you gave me a review in Musician Magazine. It was really negative. And blah, blah. Oh. Howard motherfucking Hewitt. Oh. <laughs> For those of you. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're standing there at the Luther event, and Howard Hewitt comes over and starts reading you yes. at the event. Because I had written How a review. How random is that? And I'm like looking at him like. You're like, what? what's happening? First off, you made it into Musician Magazine, so shut up. <laughs> Because nobody knows who you are, outside of me and my editor right. and the people who bought Shalomar records, and they didn't care about you. They only cared about Jody and Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so but the funny thing is, so I do the article and it's great, and my editors were like, "Well, did you figure out that whether he was gay?" And I'm like, "Did you?" And I said to him, "Do you want me to write the Luther, the big fat fag article?" Because right. I say there's Hockney's on the wall. Right. He hangs out with Elton John, mm-hmm. and he has Cabana Boys. There were Cabana Boys? There were Cabana Boys. Were they hot? Duh. Why else do you have a Cabana you Boy? You know how I knew the Vangel? Filipino Cabana okay. Boys. <laughs> Everything about this story is starting to sound wrong. Do you know how I figured out Luther And Van- what I mean by what you mean by wrong is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how I figured out Luther Vangelis was gay? Um, you saw they, him having sex with a friend of yours? No, no, oh. no. But there was a restaurant in Chelsea that I used to go to. Called? called uh, it used to be called Claire. It was on set. The old Elmo on 7th Avenue between 19th and 20th. No, Elmo, Elmo is the restaurant. It's there now. It's on 7th Avenue between 19th and 20th. It used to be a restaurant called Claire, and mm-hmm. then it changed from Claire to Chelsea Lobster Company. Okay. And I used to hang out. That was one of my spots. That, right. was, that was my after work. I was only go to have a drink every Sunday for brunch. I was in there one Sunday for brunch. Okay, Sunday brunch, and, Chelsea, yeah, yeah, yeah. duh. Yeah. And... <laughs> Who he here's Luther Vandross really? with a friend because really? he used to come in there. Oh, nice. Having brunch. He's from Chelsea. But, yeah, but no one bothered him. Nobody right, would ever bother him. There was this black woman who you could. She was really respectful. You know, black women love Luther Vandross. Oh. So she waited for him to finish eating. Nice. He was getting up. He went to leave. So he's at the, the restaurant's packed. He gets up. He's at the door with his friend, about to go out. So she gets up to come over to tell him how much. He loves her. She loves, she loves him. him. Right. And he turned around and was such a mean queen to her Aww. in front of the entire restaurant. That's when I knew he was gay. Because I said, the way he did it, no, I, I don't rem- like that. Yeah, no, I didn't I'm like sad. the way he did it. I remember thinking. Only a queen would react like See, that. See, I saw him at Madison Square Garden during this tour when Lisa <laughs> and Fisher when was, his, was gay, Lisa you know? Fisher was his backup singer, uh-huh. and I'm sitting with a girlfriend of mine, and they're all wearing Armani. I mean, he's got these chicks wearing. And oh yeah, no, he was very, he was oh. Versace oh, back everything. then. Everything, gowns, hair, yeah, makeup. makeup. Yeah, and my girlfriend turns to me and she goes, "People don't know he's gay. Right? Have they seen him? Right." Because actually, straight women don't react that way to a straight guy on stage. Kind of, sort of, right? With the same, it's safe. No, you see the way they act with him, Barry Manilow, uh, Liberace, it's the same thing, right? right? They'd be like, oh my God. Because like, you can you... sit there and lose your shit without <laughs> yeah. any fear. Yeah, but that that one moment, I was like, oh, Luther. Oh, and I was like, no, and that's, that's when I knew, I was like, that's a mean girl, oh, honey. That's unfortunate. But you know what I will say about that? That's what happens, I've noticed, because I've worked around people or, or artists who are in the closet. It's a... 
Yeah, it's almost you're like carrying a it, lot of it, you're it, carrying. You're carrying a lot of shit, and I felt like he that let me know that I was like he's carrying a lot of shit because that woman waited. She did not go to his table. Aww. He was walking out the door, and he was so in front of the entire restaurant. Well, I would I would say one thing, and then I want to move on to I'll talk about somebody, and then we'll go back to you. What I was right. going to say is. If Luther Vandross did nothing else in his life, and he did everything else in his life, but if he did nothing else for his life, his work on Bowie's Young American Records puts him, he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then some for that. Because there is no Bowie's Rock, uh, Young American Records. His work on... The Roberta Flack record right. with Donnie Hathaway, his his yeah. work with Bette Midler on her Thighs and Whispers right. album. Why, go and look up that, that performance of her singing Married Men on Saturday Night Live, right. and he's behind her blowing. No, but, you know but I'm I mean? definitely yeah. saying, but I'm saying Bowie, who is like, a, and Bowie acknowledges it, but yeah. I'm just saying, I was very kind of disappointed when, the, when, when he died yeah. that the obits didn't mention it, because if you are a person like me and Courtney who looks at the credits, Absolutely. he arranged... Pretty much all that record. He really did. He did win, which yeah, is yeah. like my fucking and fascination, which are like my two favorite songs. So on let, that let, album. let's talk about your people, Mink Deville. Oh <laughs> yeah, Willie Deville. I want to talk about Willie Deville, and then we'll talk about. We'll go back to, and then yeah. and then, all right. So I just love. I've always okay. First off, I should say that. Um, I am a fan of the, you know, junkie hijinks are some of my favorite <laughs> genre of music. Television. You love you love it when they're tortured and creating a torture junkie, art. Some junky hijinks. As long as it, as long as I'm not personally having to support them or right. put up or I'm, there's not stealing my silverware. <laughs> um, there is something to be said for a junky hijink as opposed to a meth hijink. Who cares about meth people? They're going too fast. They don't read. They're selling everything. But a good junky hijink <laughs> is. I'm sorry. This show needs to come with a fucking disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I'm so old and I don't give a fuck. It's so inappropriate. No, and I'm not condoning the use of drugs, but what I'm saying... You're like, but if you are, you're like, please just write and record your albums so I can listen to them. No, no, no. I'm not going to... No, there's been a lot of bad heroin records. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about the fact and ethos. Alright, anyway, so Mink DeVille was the band. Willie DeVille was the artist. Actually, that's not even his real name. That's not even his real name. Which is even more fabulous. Right. Um, He put... He was just this absolutely scintillating conversation of old... We're talking about the influences. These are the school of people whose sole influences were like Benny King. Real talk, yeah. You know, Ronnie Spector, the romance. He was all a creation. It was all a creation. He had the pencil mustache and the the hair and the and the uh, you know the the roach stomper boots and he had a girlfriend named Toots who right. stuck a knife in Keith Richards' face once. <laughs> if you're scaring Keith Richards right. and the tattoo before everybody had a tattoo and he was just like the pompadour, the pompadour, pointy shoes, yeah. I mean, yeah, and presented himself as his Latin lover when in right. fact he was like some. I think he was from like Connecticut and he was Irish. Um, he kind of came out in the beginning and was CBGBs, but he was not a punk act. It was sort of like that's the, the way, thing that's interesting about his story. Yeah, because he was lumped in with all of those. Like Tom because, Petty was lumped was, in with punk rock, yeah, and he was not yeah, a punk yeah. singer. He was lumped in, I think, because he was very New York. And they played there for three years. They and like they a house played band, there, yeah. and they also played San Francisco. Yeah. Right? They were in San Francisco. But I saw him perform solo twice, and I saw I actually saw Mink Deville in like seventy eight, seventy seven in San Francisco a long time ago. They were just mesmerizing, and the songs are just. Imagine if West Side Story were a rock and roll record. Right. Over just dramatic and romantic, and the girls are being walked home, and he's channeling Edith Piaf, and it's all just drenched in like this fabulous New York junkie melodrama. Right. Um, Anyway, I think he's one of those guys. His his albums with Mink Deville are just perfect. They're yeah. beautiful records, beautiful capsule, but timeless. Um, and his Willie Deville records, Le Chat Blue, is just a beauty. He got nominated for an Oscar, actually, for um, a song that he did with Mark Knopfler for Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Um, he was sort of a victim of his own uh, issues, I would suppose. But... Um, Le Chapel, and he did a really great record. He lived he lived in New Orleans for a really long time. Yeah, he did. And I interviewed him there. And he would oh, walk around the streets them. of like the French Quarter, like Zorro. Right. He had like a cape, and he was just um, just uber over the top. We went to what bar did we go to? Napoleon Bar, and he uh, and he 
played because a woman there played piano. He sketched me actually. He made a sketch of me, and I look. It looks nothing like me. It's Do you just still like, have it? Yeah, it looks hideous. It's really depressing. Yeah, but that's a great thing. I know, but have. it looks nothing like me. It's really upsetting. But he did this great <laughs> record. Uh, of Neuron's classics. Mm -hmm. What I loved about him and I love about the other artists I'm going to talk about later, Robert Palmer mm -hmm. and, and Luther for sure, mm -hmm. and it's not that new stuff isn't great, but these were guys and women who were entrenched. It was based in something. They were in the yeah, foundation of R&B, the foundation of the blues, the foundation of New Orleans music, the foundation, the New York Dolls, girl groups and the Supremes, they worship this Absolutely. shit. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's what Which you hear... Which is why those records worked in Europe and did not work here. Yes, yes. Willie DeVille is massive. Yeah, those records really Europe. worked in Europe and did not really work Spanish here. Stroll was a top ten hit right. in Europe. Right. He could walk down the street, he could have walked down the street in New York and City. And nobody would know Not in New York City, but in the yeah. rest of the country. Yeah. So I just always loved him, and, and, and he's somebody where it conjures up a particular time in my life. Um, and, and like I said, it's that romance. It's that kind so of. So we're suggesting some albums for for people. I would which, say Le which Chapeau. one would you say should they start with? Le Chapeau, the first Mink Deville record. Right. The first Mink Deville record, and then Willie Deville Le Chapeau. Yeah. Le Chapeau is just it's 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 just gorgeous. It's like a late night. Late night, you know, that love is about to walk out the room. It's highly stylized. It's over ridiculous. Have, have they ever been, uh, no, even well, brought up? In the, but have they even been brought up in the room? Are they because you would think no. that, that room sort of like not the ball that, of oh, the, totally. I, not that, that somebody I can, would bring them up. Not that I can remember, not right. that I can remember, but I mean, he's just, he's just, I have to think somewhere. And I can't prove this that Nick Cave was listening to him too, just in terms of presentation. I can see that. You know, yeah, yeah. so Nick Cave is much more uh, poetic in a yeah, real yeah. sense yes, and, and a serious. But the presentation, it was just this. Yeah, he was just great, great yes. live performer, very tragic. He died young. I think he had a a brain tumor yeah, or something like that. But no, a real, real loss. So I would say Willie Deville. Uh, you should check them out. Very much a, a time in New York that will never come back. No, well, those those years are gone, 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 gone. gone. Which brings me to my next person, which is Gwen Guthrie. Uh, I feel like for a lot of people, Gwen Guthrie has been reduced to one song. Right. Ain't nothing going on but the rent, which she wrote and produced herself. See, people don't even know that. You know what I mean? She wrote and produced it herself. But when I think of Gwen Guthrie, she's another one who wrote for Aretha Franklin, wrote for all of, wrote Benny King's big comeback song See, when I, he when had you his told me Supernatural this Love. And, and the follow-up single. She and her boyfriend wrote those songs. I mean, Supernatural Love. Check that song yeah. out, kids. Which is, you know? his, which is his big comeback. That was the comeback. Tune, you know? That's the song that took him from being Rose in Spanish Harlem guy to like right. a contemporary singer. When I think of her, you know, go back to her first two albums and working with Sly and Robbie. I mean, and working right. with the Compass Point Sessions before Grace Jones worked with Oh the my Compass God, she Point died Sessions. on my son's birthday. Yeah, you know, it's like her music defined a whole era of my youth. My first yeah. club was the Paradise Garage. Shut up. Gwen Guthrie was the queen of the Paradise More Garage. More than Lolita Holloway? Oh, it was Gwen, yes. Wow. Because Larry okay. LeVan loved Gwen, and he okay. started working with her. And like I tell people, if you really want to have a real moment of soulful dance music that really was impactful and still is, go to her second album, Portrait. It's just, it has all Is that when she was on Island? That is, Portrait, I believe, is on Island. And it is, yeah, Portrait okay. is on Island. And that's the album that has Hopscotch, Seventh Heaven, Peanut Butter, it says so, It also says something yeah. about, and not to give to take anything away from her town, but it says something about her importance that she was on a label like Island. Absolutely. Because Island was one of those labels, Chris Blackwell's Island Records, home of Bob Marley, yes. home of U2, mm -hmm. home of a lot of really important bands. They were a boutique label Absolutely. in a way, and they didn't have any filler. No, it was like, you think, U2 Grace Jones, be, right? U2's first records, those records were Island. Right. And then Grace Jones was right. Island. Right. And Sly and Robbie were, were Island. Were Island. It was very sort of an eclectic yeah. group of people. And I just think those records are really important. And I'm going to the, I'm gonna go and listen to her. You, I, I only mean, know those two songs. No, you need to go listen to Outside in the Rain and Hopscotch and listen to the Larry LeVan 
LeVan versions. On Portrait, now digitally, there's the Larry LeVan mixes in okay. the album. And it's just amazing, wow. soulful club music. It's written well, she sings well. You know, and I think that these artists are also important and we need to highlight them and people yeah. need to know about them and it's not just the same usual suspects that you always hear. It's so interesting, I go to all of these parties and I hear DJs and they're always like these old school parties and nobody ever plays Gwen. And I'm like, how hmm. did you skip all of these songs and you're just playing the same usual suspects? Right. I'm like, this is foundational club music. Well, to, I think this that's is foundation what it, to foundation. house music clubs. Yeah, you know? it's like a diva. You don't you know? hear her very often. No, you, no, you don't. Ever hear those Adiva records? Anymore. And those were fucking those were, awesome. They're still brilliant, yeah. amazing. I saw Warning, her play the, I saw and her at the Apollo once. You know, it was her, yeah. Shaka, uh-huh. uh, Lolita Holloway, Fierce. Martha Wash, Fierce. and Crystal Water. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't a gay person in the city. <laughs> they were right. all there. You know, if that place caught on fire, there would be it no would be all, all there. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. At, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think people do. I think one of the downsides of the digital era is that we're in such a rush to hear the new that we're telling you, though the thing is, one of the upsides is the digital it's era. All right there. It's all right there. It's all right there. You know, and no, you don't even have to pay for it. Right. Just fucking listen to it. So what about you and Robert Palmer? Robert Palmer. Know? All right. There are two great Robert Palmers. There's the writer Robert Palmer, yes. the late Robert Palmer, who wrote for the New York Times. He was a wonderful writer. Um, Did you he, know him? No, but I was a big fan, and I actually have met his daughter, um, who's a lovely person, who's a filmmaker. But, um... And then there's the singer Robert Palmer. And Robert Palmer, the singer, um, probably the worst thing that ever happened to him was to have a huge hit with Addicted to Love. Right. And that video, which defined a whole whole MTV generation for that video. So Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love is a great song. Yes. But it is like a tenth of what he was capable of. Right. He Fine, much like Brian Ferry in that kind of though he he is technically a better singer than Brian Ferry, mm-hmm. but Brian Ferry in that persona, the British guy, the gent with the suits, right. and Robert Palmer's love for black music was it, you just couldn't deny it, right? And his love for the rhythm, his love for the beat. I don't know a lot about his beginnings, but I do know. I'm assuming he came out of a blues soul thing because a lot of these British guys do. And they and they love that Motown sound. They oh, loved they it. Loved it. It was huge, especially for for a certain generation. Yeah, the guys, Northern yeah. Soul stuff. Yeah. They it's love like the it. early Stones when they were more bluesy. You know, totally that whole energy. Yeah, totally. So the Brits have always done a really interesting job with black American black music. I think it's a whole doc. You know, I think because. They don't have a cultural, the cultural weight that uh, white Americans do. They don't have right. to worry. The appropriation question never comes in when you're British. It's right. strictly homage. Right. Um, but anyway, Robert Palmer was just really elegant and he had these suits and he had the blonde hair and he was really debonair. And, and his first album, Sneaking Sally Through the Alley, was uh, produced by, in good, have, by Alan Toussaint. Mm-hmm. And Lowell George of Little Feet mm-hmm. and Palmer himself. Palmer wrote a lot of his own material, but he covered Lowell George and he covered Alan Toussaint. And it's just rhythm. Who for you kids out there? He is the purse. Alan also produced the Nightbirds album right. for LaBelle, which had their biggest hit, Lady Marmalade. And the Pointer Sisters, Yes We Can Can. And it is one of you, the. Let me. Oh, yep. Don't. Uh, don't, uh, don't uh, are uh, you trying to. Uh, you're going to make. Uh, now you know. I gotta play that shit as soon as this show. Yeah, yeah, That's I know. That's my I know. fucking song. Oh my god, it's the best. And his for Alan Toussaint is is there is like no American yeah, music. Yeah, that's just, Yeah, that's it's a whole and thing. Little Feet is a great band. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that about Robert Palmer. You're schooling me on some stuff. About yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. first album is all Little Feet, and Lowell George, and, and Alan Toussaint. And then his second album, which I believe is called Some People Can Do What They Want. He also had this very sexy kind of image. His yeah. album covers always had like these hot girls. Yeah. And he's like, I think the album cover for this one is like, there's a naked girl and he's kind of checking her out, but mm-hmm. you don't see her. He, you know, they were misogynist, right, right. but yeah, whatever. Yeah. He yes. can get away it with it. He's cute. The eighties. It was the eighties. <laughs> yeah, nobody was dying yet right. of anything. Right. Um, he covered "Pressure Drop" by Toots and the Maytals. Mm. He was on Island Records. Well, see, there you go. He Cliff had a record. Yes, he had a, cr- a recording studio in Compass Point in Nassau. So he, he did. Yes. 
Yes. Wow. Compass Point was he. That's where he was. So he was getting a lot of those influences from down there. And that island energy yep. and that that he rhythm. had that. So, so he was doing. Um, he did pressure drop. He did some girls. He did a lot of reggae. He did a lot of reggae songs. He covered the system. You are in my system. He sure did. He covered. And I didn't mean to turn you on by Sherelle. which was. Amazing. Amazing. And then then with Bernard Edwards, they do the power station. Do the power station. But even before that, he did Looking for Clues with Chris and Tina from Tom Tom Club. And it's one of the first kind of electronic, electro dance, mainstream electro dance. And to bring it full circle, Brian Ferry covered Johnny and Mary on his last solo record mm. and had worked with Robert Palmer. Right. So it's that circle, the same great, these are the guys that attract the amazing musicians. Absolutely. The Bernard Edwards, the Nile Rogers, right. all these guys want to work with these guys because they're pure singers. And I would say that And they get they have they know the reference, so they yeah. they're coming at it from a place of there's a reverence for that reference and then you're bringing it to a new place. Right, because Power Station, from what I've read, was there they wanted to do chic. That was I their birthday. Right. And Sheik, that, Sheik has always said, now Rogers always said they wanted to be a cross between the Sex Pistols and Roxy. Right. I can see that too. So, yeah, totally. But Robert Palmer to me, if you had to listen, I would say listen to Sneaking Sally Through the Alley, just the, the, the singles, the title song, um, and then listen to You're Gonna Get What's Coming. It is one of the... It's just this, it's just misogyny with a great beat. It's what Hall and Oates thought they were doing with Maneater. Right. Except it's just, so he's a great singer and I think that he gets forgotten. Everybody we're talking about is dead today. I know. Well, so that we can switch it up. Find me a living. Find me a living person. I am going to find you a living person. Let's talk about your new lover, your new boyfriend. And his new single. Because I'm, I'm kind of in Wait, I have, to, I have to wait. Yes, you have, have to see to, her, guys. I have to, she just I have shifted to, herself. I shifted She's myself. Her hair. I'm pushing She's my tits up. up the tits. I'm doing She's everything. <laughs> Hold on. Let me lick my lips. Let me lick my... Oh. She loves this dude. Harry Styles, dude. <sighs> Harry, like... Amy Linden. Yes, I'm old enough to be his fucking grandmother. Amy Linden is Love a him. one directioner. She I, loves No, that. no, because I'm not on Team Liam. <laughs> and I know their names, though I right. did like What's His Face's single, the one with uh, um, Zane, the one with uh, the first one, the Pillow Talk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a good. Listen, that first album was really good, but the thing about Zane is he didn't. It's like he weirded out about being a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have the personality, and his yeah. hair is not as good as Harry Styles. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let me tell you, I have one really fast Harry Styles story, and then we'll just talk about how great this song is and how great the last album was. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, he doesn't need our help because he's a major. Oh, look. Courtney's drinking water through wood again. <laughs> Save the planet, planet, please. All right. I have a water bottle. Um, okay. So, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, last year, I'm there because I wrote an essay, the Jan Jackson essay. I'm losing my shit because Roxy Music is going to play. I have put on, I think I told you this, I you dressed put on, up. She put, put on a dress. And she makeup, had makeup. Well, you have to wear a dress. It was black talk. She was ready. Because I thought I was going to meet Brian Ferry. And Brian <laughs> Ferry's going to look at me and go, oh my God, why have I been dating supermodels old enough to be your third cousin when I could just have you? So anyway, delusion. Okay. So Harry Styles inducted Stevie Nicks. And he wears these ridiculous fucking... His outfits are ridiculous. Well, you know, they're all Gucci designs. All of them designed. That was his Gucci moment. Well, they're designed. ridiculous, but they're adorable. Only you know, he that could was get... His, well, that was his British male rock star. They're ridiculous. He looks, like, he looks like he found something. I actually, actually like his clothes. I know, but they're I ridiculous. Like I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying they're ridiculous. He but I want like, ridiculous. I want my rock stars to be ridiculous. No, no, no. I don't want my you know? accountant to look like that. Yeah. But you can be a rock star. Yeah. But anyway, so he comes out to introduce Stevie Nicks. And I didn't know that, you know. Yeah. And I'm sitting at a table with mainly. Did he sing with her? Didn't they sing "Stop Dragging No, no, no. Around? Oh, no. The, oh, the, the <laughs> fucking stupid ass uh, Don Henley. Oh yeah, who's actually on the song? Okay, who's horrible. Right. Anyway, oh, he. You don't like Don Henley? No, Don Henley must die. Fuck him and Glenn Fry. That's what the song is. All right, okay. let me finish my Harry Styles. So anyway, Harry Styles come out. I'm sitting at a table with pretty much all guys. There's only one other woman there, and they're all like rock critic guys, you know. Blah, blah. And I come out and I go, Oh my god! And they all turn and look at me, except for Jim Farber, who I love more than yeah. life itself. You know I'm obsessed with Jim yes, Farber. Yes, I know Jim. Please I'm listen to I, you. Have to come on our show. We Jim love you so much, Farber. But anyway, they all look at me like me, 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 me. Oh, look at you! And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. 
You guys have been creaming over fucking Stevie Nicks. Harry Styles, this is exactly how you're supposed to react when Harry Styles comes out. He's adorable. Okay, Harry Styles. So the uh, what was the first album called? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Oh. <laughs> Don't. Great record. Very kind of seventies. Oh, was it called Sign of the Times? Whatever. Harry that Styles. That was a single, but I think the album was. Anyway, first off, he can actually sing. It appears that he can actually sing. Yeah, he he seems to have a vocal ability. He seems to be funny. Mm-hmm. He was very good in Dunkirk. Did you see Dunkirk? I did not. Oh my God, so heavy. I'll tell you how it ends. We win the war. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Did he sing the theme song? Yes. Wee! We win the war. Um, okay, so I just I see him on chat shows, as they say. Because you know one of my things when I'm sad and depressed, which is like pretty much all the time mm-hmm. now, I watch John Mulaney specials. <laughs> To cure myself up, right. and I watch Graham Norton, the Graham Norton I love show. The Graham Norton show because yeah. I feel like why don't we have a show like this where a really fucking bitchy, hilarious queen is running the procedures, and they well, all seem like they're drunk. Wa- isn't that watch what happens live? Yeah. <laughs> but they don't. But they don't. They seem like they're all drunk on the show, right. and I like the fact that they're all sitting together. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he seems good. So what, his new single, what is his new single called? I'm obsessed lights with it. Lights on or lights up? Lights, I think it's lights on. Lights on. Okay, so tell him about how it was released. and what Lights up. Ki- love, lights up. Tell him what the kids are saying about it. That it was this, released on coming out what, day. Oh, wait, was it released on Coming Out Day? It was day? released on Coming just, Out Day. Another, I just, every, another day I didn't every, forget to thank you. Everything I kept seeing was everybody was just losing their shit over the video. That's how I knew where to drop. Yeah, the video, he's got no shirt on and, and people are licking They're him. just like, licking people him. are screen grabbing things on their screen and they're just like, please, licking. please. He's got a good body. Please, mm-hmm. please, please. Listen. He's also 12. I'm, so. But I'm so not mad at him because to break out of that boy band mm. thing is a really hard thing to it do. It is. And I I was really surprised by the first album. I was like, okay, this is a solid debut. It's a real record. And then when he came with this one, I was like, oh, you're not fucking around. You're like, who I'm, wrote? He wrote it, right? I, I think he wrote. Yeah, I think this. he wrote. I think it, he know? actually does write. Listen, there's some of these new kids that I'm really fucking with. I think he's talented. I think Summer Walker is talented. Who's Summer Walker. You know, don't oh, with the eyebrows. Okay. All right. I've heard the names. You know, I have a lot of things I need to do We're in my life. We're not going to do this with you not knowing <laughs> who the kids are that everybody's loving. Is it a boy or a girl? She's a... Oh. What? Okay, can we continue? <laughs> no, we are continuing, and don't cut me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> Summer, just like Harry, okay. Summer is a really important young urban artist, and she is the hottest young black... Her and H.E.R. right now are the two hottest young black artists. Is she American coming. black girl? Yeah, she's an American black girl. Let me see a picture of her. She's American. <laughs> I sent you the album. See, this is what I know. Okay, you okay, to listen. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> my computer crashed and died. Uh huh. And you know why it crashed and died? Why? I had too much fucking music on my hard drive. So I had. <laughs> is that to be, what they told you? Well, I didn't have a hard drive anymore. I literally right. got a warning sign going, "Bitch, bitch, bitch." I know, bitch. You, you called me. You were like, "What does it mean <laughs> when it has a circle and it just has a slash through it?" And then, what does like, it mean what? when there's a file <laughs> right. with a Question right. mark. I was like, that's not Bad. good. It's not good. All right, I will listen <laughs> yeah, to her. You must listen to her. I will must. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, she's kind of boobalicious. Okay, yeah, yeah, we like But the thing about Harry Styles, which I really um, do love, and all joking aside, him being cute, that and 50 Cents will get me on the subway. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Um, he seems to understand that he's a pop star and he's not taking himself too seriously. I love that he seems to love it. I yeah. can't stand you know, the I hate thing people who like I hate the fucking tortured pop star thing. Yeah. Here's the real deal T. You don't have to be tortured. No, no. You don't have to do this. No, no, no. You can not sing you can or not you can go get a regular job and just Sing at your local pub on the weekends. To you quote, don't have to, to quote, sing. To quote Biggie Smalls, yeah. UPS is hiring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a it's a privilege to do this shit. So when I see the people, they're always like, so, oh, my life is so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard. It's so what like, Harry reminds <laughs> me of, when we were talking about this, <laughs> Harry, it's interesting that Harry is blowing up and doing really well, and Robbie Williams couldn't buy a fucking clue in this country, yeah, except yeah. with critics. Yeah. And I loved Robbie Williams, and take, and I think part of the reason that Robbie Williams couldn't buy a clue in this country is Take That was never as huge as One no, Direction. Take That had one song that The breakup song, here, the, when they know? broke up. Right. Back for Good, right. which I love. No, it's a great song. I like Take That. Yeah, I like Take I like That, too. That. I know. Yeah. Well, we have this yeah, in common. Yeah, yeah I like We that. have our, we, I, one of my, the happiest moments of my life was in Stockholm and walking into a mall because it's freezing there, so you spend a lot of time right. in malls. And right. guess who was doing an in-store appearance? 
West, West Side. Uh, <laughs> well, you shocked the shit out of me when you were like, did I ever tell you that I saw Sugar Bay? Oh, yeah. I was I like, saw the, you saw the Sugar Bay? I did. And I love the fucking Sugar Now babe. I did. I see the Sugar Babes. I saw them in Berlin, and I was the only one singing along. And there was all these like cool people from Adidas and right, all these like right. artists, and they're all looking at me. I'm like, what? You're like, it's the fucking Sugar Babes. It's the fucking Sugar Babes. <laughs> yeah, they were dope. I like Sugar Babes a lot. I know. I yeah. couldn't pick a Sugar Babe out of Oh, one. no. I can't pick one out of the lineup. <laughs> yeah. But I really, really yeah. like that I was like, song. are you a Sugar Babe? <laughs> or are you a Danity Kane? Right. Or who are you? Are you a Diet Sugar Babe? Yeah, who are you? Like, I have no idea. They started switching them out. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like Menudo. They right. reached a certain age and they're like, out, right. Sugar Babe, be gone. Sugar Babes, by the way, produced by Cameron McVeigh. Brilliant. That's the album I like because that's the arty record. But anyway, Robbie Williams to me was like, why? Like, why? what isn't computing? He's good looking. It's U.S. radio. Yeah, ra- good radio. looking, great songs, great pop songs. Yep. I think I think Americans don't like or understand self-deprecating. Right. Canadians understand it. The Brits understand. I think Americans and, are too egomaniac. Except the weird thing is, is he does have an audience here, and he just did a sold-out Vegas residency. They oh. had to add more dates. People that doesn't surprise people me. love him. So there are your people who are like, we fuck with Robbie here. He's got that 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 small like Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue for a long time. Wait, wait, when you say the word Kylie Minogue, you know that somewhere an angel gets its wings. <laughs> Kylie Minogue, my patron, she's goddess. Your patron of, saint. You know, I live for Kylie Minogue. No, I know. But you know, she's got that small like radio. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, really yeah. She's another one who has had perfect pop songs. Well, listen, Robbie mm-hmm. Williams, we don't have to do a tag sale for Robbie yeah. Williams. He's fucking stinking ass yeah. rich. He's mm-hmm. one of the richest performers in the world. But I never got the chance to see him, and he was supposed to be the next big thing, and I think what fucked him up is, again, self-deprecating. We don't get it. British, we don't speak British in this country. Right. We don't understand a lot of the kind of... The British take the piss out of things. We right. don't take the piss out of this things here, unless you're a New Yorker. And when he did that video where he was tearing his skin off and he was a skeleton underneath... Rock DJ? Yeah, you yeah. can't sell yourself as a sex... That. That me great. too. Yeah, but you great. can't sell yourself as a sex symbol. Right. I sing Millennium in my head Millennium's all the time. Angels. It was a uh, lot, a lot, a lot everything of Everything that Jessica Simpson yeah, yeah. covered. Remember that? <sighs> I was at Columbia for that. Let's not, I did the bio yeah. for that let's, record. Let's not talk bless about her, that. Bless her. Bless it's her. Like, okay, bless, bless her. Bless, bless her. Bless her. All right, so we need to start wrapping up. So uh, I know that you have a book that you want to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about my friend. All right, my friend Holly George Warren, speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall Shout of Fame. Shout out to Holly. Shout out to Holly. We have known each other for many, many years through many iterations of our lives. She is an absolutely fantastic writer. And she has written several music biographies, um, one of which about Alex Chilton. And her newest one is about Janis Joplin. It's called Janice. She has worked on this thing for years. She has had the cooperation of the Joplin family, oh, which is major. That's really, yeah. Um, the, I'll tell you why this book is so good, other than the fact that it's so good. I really, I, I know Janis Joplin is important. I know she's a great artist, but she doesn't matter to me in the sense that she didn't. I was young when she came out. I understand her importance, but she doesn't matter to me. At the end of this book, I was like, I gotta go back and look at this woman's stuff. I gotta really reevaluate. This book is so good that as you're reading it and you start seeing the dates, you're like, she's gonna be dead in a month. Right. Wow. So it is a fantastic book. Holly George Warren. It's called Janice. Please, please. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. I can't recommend it. It's a good read. So, you know, we usually end the show with a segment, What Stupid Shit That Megan McCain uh, Say This Week. And it's not always a Megan McCain thing. So I just have a little statement I want to make. Uh-oh. And it is about, you know, there have been a lot of different things over the past couple of weeks with different celebrities speaking out about causes and issues. And I really want to say to people, stop taking your social and activism cues from people whose job it is to sell you something, because you will always be disappointed. Yes. So, you know, I've just, I'm not even going to go into the specifics of who and what, but there's just been a couple of people, and I'm like, you know what? Everybody, do your own research, pay attention to what's going on, and stop taking cues from people whose job it is to sell you something. Because eventually, when things come in their lane 
and it comes in the lane that can mess with their money, don't be surprised by the result that you see in the end. But Meghan McCain did say a lot of stupid fucking shit <laughs> because she's a fucking stupid. Meghan McCain cannot say a sentence without mentioning her father and that she speaks for conservatives. But her husband's Puerto Rican. Did you know that? I will tell you, we can. I saw him and Bill Maher last week, and I'm looking at him, the husband. I'm like, where are Amy you? Amy and I Rican? both had the same moment where she was like, and I'm married into a prominent Puerto Rican family. And we were like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wait. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No. When we're, did you marry a. Pro- Okay. Yeah. And on that note, we thought she married someone in Menudo. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, oh wait a minute, talk about that. We're right. for those of you who are going to be listening right. quickly. Aren't we doing oh. something fabulous on the seventeenth? So on the seventeenth, kids, I'm gonna let you finish. We'll be on Bevelations with Bevy Smith. We love Bevy. Sirius XM Channel 102, 102, and we will be on. The shows from five to six, so yes. tune in October seventeenth, which is this Thursday. Yes, and or, and if you've missed it, well, if hopefully you're a Sirius XM subscriber, so when you're listening to this later, you can go back and always listen to. Our oh, show I didn't after know that. That's fabulous. Yeah, if you're a subscriber, you can go and listen to all the old shows. So Festive. Once the seventeen passes, if you're a subscriber, go back and listen to us. We'll be on the October seventeenth show. We got some shit to say with our good old girl Bev. And it's next gonna time we're going to talk about ninety day fiance, and you will not shame me. Oh God, all right. All right. You know what, Courtney? We did it. We We did it. We did it. it. All right. Black Oprah and White Gale are out. (laughs) Bye. Bye.